You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Yee-haw! Hey, it's Saturday morning and we're all ready to take your calls today. It's Dave's Corner Garage and joining us today will be... Oh! Look, look, no, there was a clue in the intro. Oh, yeah, what was the, that? The tire's burning off. The well, tire's peeling off. I love that sound. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Darren Bossens is with us from uh, Salem Tires. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, actually, Darren works for Dynamic Tires, right? And Correct. you guys are actually the importers of uh, Salem? Yeah, the sole distributor yeah. for North America. Great tires. So we're going to talk about the tire business today, and we're going to take your calls. The phone lines, we have one in line left open, so if you want to call That means in. there's well, three occupied. Well, now there's four occupied. Four occupied, okay. <laughs> I thought we only had one line. And uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. BMW has got a f- several announcements this week. Mm-hmm. One of them is that they're, they're looking into their paperwork for a suspected defeat device on their diesels. <laughs> you mean, and, of course, I who? bought a diesel. Yes, you got one, right? <laughs> yes. And sorry, they're looking into it or someone else is looking well, into it? Well, the German it. government's looking into it that they suspect that BMW may have a defeat device in their diesel engines. And they're they're and they're saying the same thing as Volkswagen did? Yeah. 999. 999 the same with Mercedes are all looking at that. Maybe the technology for diesels is not available to make them clean. Maybe the idea is that diesels have gone as far as they can. Well, some countries are actually banning them moving forward, right? That's they're- right. Moving forward to where? Electric. Yes, definitely. Right. And now the Volkswagen has found religion. They're pushing electric really Religion, hard. yeah. <laughs> 999, that's how many years the, the engineers got yeah. in jail. That's called forced. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about all kinds of exciting stuff. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Take us out, Al. And if you've got a call, give us a shout right now. Okay. We'll be right back. We're back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and the phone lines are just winking. So first thing we want to do is talk with Darren because there's a couple of items we've got to cover, and then we're going to go directly to the phones. And Darren, the question is seven degrees. Seven degrees. Yeah. It's not quite there yet uh, this morning, I don't think, and we've hit a few days, but that's where you want to switch over from right. uh, your winters to your all seasons or summer tires. Why? Uh, well, seven degrees is basically the... The threshold where the tire starts to react differently with regards to compounding, etc. So, as you know, winter tires are a softer compound. They stay soft, supple in the cold temperatures. And uh, contrary to that, all seasons or summers end up uh, getting uh, a lot harder and you start losing traction, etc. Exactly. For a lot of people who took advantage of the fact that they were getting a rebate from their insurance company or yes. discount, um, what normally is that window? 
Uh, for most insurance companies, I think it's November 15th uh, to the end of March. You okay. Got, you got to make sure you have winters on. All right. So uh, next week it'll be April, and then you can you can do them. You're good to go. Yeah. Now, the, the other part of that is you should be do, using separate rims and separate TPS systems. Ultimately. So, that, so it's, a, it's an easy switch. Definitely. How, how, many tires can you, how many times can you rip a tire off on a rim without damaging it? Me, well, if you, if you have the, careful, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you have the right guy doing it uh, indefinitely, I guess. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as... Uh, well, speaking of serious, depending on the series of the tire... Yep. makes it a little more difficult or easy. So in other words, if you have a 70 series tire, piece easy, of cake. Easy, But you got a 40? Whoa. Yeah, a little bit different. That usually the tire buster's going, oh, not another set of these. No, and the machinery now too, like a lot of the tire changes are, you know, much more advanced. They're, they're made for up to, you know, 22 inch with like a 30 series wow. uh, sidewall. So, you know, it, uh, you want to make sure that your uh, service provider has the proper equipment for, for your type of uh, tire. Now backing up, before you actually put those summer tires back on. Mm -hmm. What is it, aside from just the tread depth, what else do you have to look for? Um, what do you mean with regards to... Whether the tires are good enough to be put back on. Oh, like at the, the next season yeah. type of thing? Yeah, you definitely want to look down, as I think we've spoken before, uh, all tires at each quadrant has a wear bar right. down in the first tread, mm -hmm. uh, the first void of the tread. Uh, you want to make sure that it's you've got some meat above that, you know. So, and ultimately, you're going to have them on for months anyway. So, if there's only one, two, thirty seconds left, it's chances are, yeah, you can get you can get more wear out of them, but you might as well change them before the season. And weather checking, what about that? Yeah, weather checking, any kind of ozoning, cracking in the sidewall. Um, definitely want to look at the rims too, and anything behind the rims. But your service provider would would, would do all that. Manufacturers for you. are saying what six years use of a tire before you throw it out. Not no, there's really no rule of no. thumb as far as timeline. Like um, they consider basically anything beyond five years is somewhat stale dated. Um, but ultimately, like we've spoken before, I put ten year old tires as long as they're stored properly mm -hmm. and the integrity is still there. You're, well, you're fine. Something you know we know about the DOT number, right? Yes. The, the last four digits are actually the date of manufacture. Correct. So the question is. You know, you bought a set of tires, and it's already five years old because it's been sitting on somebody's shelf. And that happens. Like, you know, you look at the manufacturer, depending on where they're manufactured, they sit in their warehouse maybe for a bit, you know, through a distributor, down to the retail. It sits there for a while. You know, it's not like they're turning it like it's a perishable item. Yeah. So, yeah, you can end up sometimes with something, uh, you know, well into the you know, third, fourth year. A lot of dealers look out for it uh, in most cases. But at the end of the day, your warranty is from... Um, if you cannot supply an invoice, it would be from DOT. But if you can supply an invoice, it's from uh, the date you put now them on. Now, your company actually will give them a warranty. If they don't like it, you'll take them back. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of our products, we have like a 30-day 30, 30 uh, money-back guarantee. I love that. Wow, yeah. that's great. And the one thing no that risk. I do, and this is why I, at, at our shop, we, we sell sailings, because you guys do have a road hazard warranty. Correct, correct, which most don't anymore, right? So that's... Yeah, specifically the with all these potholes we have in the city. Uh, yeah, I don't even drive the smart car anymore because my teeth fall out from all the, the potholes. I had to switch my winners off two weeks ago because I ended up with a separation. Is that right? Yeah, huh? and then we don't... We're, we're out of winners now, right? So I can't get it replaced till next year, so... My, my wife tore up a, a run-flat tire. Oh, lovely. And... Uh, that's a 500 you know, I was going to say. Well, exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't take out the rim, too. <laughs> yes, because that would have been a K, you know, a thousand bucks yeah, right there. there. You go. So this is where you got to be careful. And, and, and if you know there's a pothole ahead, go around it, okay? Try to avoid it if possible. <laughs> well, some of them are so deep, I saw a guy backing his boat up to No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really, it must, it must have been marked shallow and deep. Anyway. There you Just go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to go right to the phone calls. We're phone calls. We're going to talk to Brittany, who's got a Hyundai issue. 
Do you know it's actually Hyundai, not Hyundai? Well, it depends where you come from. Yeah, well, Korea, it's Hyundai. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you his story. It's an interesting story. And if you're driving it during Easter, it's Easter Hyundai? Easter Hyundai. So okay, <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Alrighty, we're back, and uh, we have Brittany on the phone. Brittany's going Hyundai. Good morning, madam. How are you? Or should Good I say? morning. <laughs> I'm great, thanks. How are you guys? Good. Great, thank you. What's up with your Hyundai? Um, so it was safety to knee tested approximately three and a half weeks ago, and it was running fine. And now when you're stopped at a stoplight and you try to accelerate, it kind of hesitates a little bit. Sometimes it'll stall when you're stopped. If you're driving along, it'll stall completely. You have to start it up again. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, like, during acceleration, it kind of hesitates a little bit, and then it'll run fine. Mm. I'm guessing your check engine light is on? No, it's not on. That's weird. Mm. That's weird. It does sound like a misfire of some sort. Or a fuel issue. It really... Plug fuel filter, water in the fuel. It could be a number of different things. I mean, and, and normally the computer will pick up on that and the light would come on. It really should have yeah, nothing... no lights on. Uh, well, you, the first thing you need to do is check if the light works, okay? Um, because sometimes the light's burned out and, and the computer's calls for it. Or somebody's done a bulbectomy, you call it? Exactly. Well, <laughs> she's owned it for a long time. What to, what to do is just turn the key to the on position. Like, don't start the car. Just turn it on and look and see if that check engine light is is visible, okay? Because that's it usually... It does come on. It does. And after the car... But then once the car starts, it, it the light goes out, eh? That's right. Totally bizarre. Different um, question here is, it happen, does the weather affect it? I don't believe so. Okay. Then what you're going to have to do is get it into whoever you bought it from, if you want to go back there, or to a, a local mechanic, and get him to put the machine on there and see what he's, the readings are and what the, okay. what, the, what the computer is actually seeing that the engine is doing. But it sounds to me like you got maybe a plug fuel filter. Okay. All right. And maybe it's just dirt in the gas, or it could just be water in the gas, or nobody's changed the filter. And this car is almost, what, 12, 12 or 13 years old? Yeah, it's a 2005. Right. So it's possible that it's just and it's a gas issue. All right. Good luck, Brittany. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're oh, very welcome. Good luck. Take care. You know that Hyundai was actually the name of the guy who owned, started the company? Really? Yeah. His he first was, name or last name? Last name. Like Mr. Mr. Hyundai. Mr. Hyundai. William Hyundai or something? <laughs> and what happened, he was a manufacturer of cranes. Mm -hmm. And yes. he sold three or four cranes to South America, and nobody would ship them. So he oh, went so out. then he built the boat. He Is, built the boat. I remember yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guys that built the boat. Yeah, yeah really. Yep. So he welds the cranes to the boats. Nobody will insure him, and he takes a shot when the weather's clear and sends him down to Brazil, obviously makes it. Yes. But he bet the whole company that those ships wouldn't sink. So wow. he's from Newfoundland, you said? No. <laughs> we were singing a song. <laughs> no, his brother Kia is. <laughs> Kia was the, is, is the same company. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes. All right, they were father and son. I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Ron next. He's in Guelph, and he's got an intrepid. He's got a question about that. Ron? Well, um, I've still got my uh, 97 intrepid, which looks fabulous, thanks to Trevor and the guys at Crown. Super. Oh, right. Now, the car's been sitting for three years or so, and I need to know what I should be doing in terms of trying to get the engine started. Do I need to clean the fuel tank out, uh, blah, 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 and, I don't know, take the spark plugs out and pour fluid in it? I have no idea what to do. Well, cross your fingers first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good start. Now, did you leave the battery in it, or did you take it out? No, the battery's been out for three years. Okay. Um, three years. I mean, if you want to really go on the safe side, I I'd say if you're not handy, I would tow it to a mechanical shop. 
Um, otherwise, if you want to really go at it easy, you, the first thing you want to do is take out the spark plugs. You want to put a, a uh, you know, a, a wrench on the front of the crankshaft and see if basically you can turn it easy. You may have gotten some, uh, some rust inside the cylinders if you didn't do any prep beforehand. Um, and then, of course, if it, if it does turn, uh, then by all means, go put a battery in it and turn the key and see what happens. Sure, uh, you're, there isn't any fluid I can pour into the cylinders to loosen up the rust. Oh well, th- there would be if it was rusty, but it may not be. I mean, if you like, again, if you want to go on the safe side, you could pour any kind of penetrant down there, maybe some tranny fluid or something, and then just turn the engine over by hand easily. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, uh, again, I'd put the plugs back in and and give her a shot. Well, no, I guess I'd I'd put the battery in first and then hit the starter. Okay. Um, stand back because all the oil is going to blow out of the spark plug holes. <laughs> How do I know? Because I didn't get out of the way once. Whoa, that stuff really comes out, eh? Uh, <laughs> and after it's, it's cranked easily, like I say, throw the plugs back in and give her a shot. If you can, um, put some fresh gas into it. I doubt you'll be able to drain the old gas out. But if you put fresh gas into it, it'll, it'll bring up that old gas and uh, make it less skunky. But the next well, time... That's the other thing that worries me about the... The fuel injectors, if it's got stale gas in there, would anything happen to the injectors if the... No, no it's, it's already happened uh, if, it did, if it was going to. I mean, if an injector was going to gum up, it won't work. But, uh, you but got again, six, and once it starts, it'll clean up. Right, and if you can get the old stuff out of the tank, that would be great, and put in some new stuff, as Dave said. Yeah. All righty? All right, good luck. Let good us know luck. what happens. Okay. Uh, Darren, I got a question for you. Sure. Question oh, is... Oh, wait, we didn't tell him he should look at his tires. Well, that's what I'm going that to guy with intrepid. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize there was a segue there. I missed it. Uh, Dave, uh, go ahead. Okay, Darren. What? Yes, yes. what about his tires? What? What? Then the intrepid? Yeah, three but, years. I bet he's done nothing. He just parked it. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to take a look at those if they've yeah. been sitting uh, for a while. So typically, if it sits in the same spot for uh, you know um, years, etc., you end up with flat spots in the tires. But you'll you'll realize that when you start driving down the Wasn't road. Wasn't nylon tires they with a flat spot like overnight? Yeah, yeah, much sooner than radials. Right, but they st- radials still well as well. Right, they will flat yeah, spot, but not overnight. But you know, after months, uh, I, I usually roll my car in the winter a bit yeah. just to kind of oh really keep and I keep them on styrofoam like so it's less pressure and. Because you start getting flat spots, it's. Uh, I gotta tell you, what he, don't out. tell him what he drives. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, but if they have flat spotted for the for the most part, once the weather warms up and you drive it, they do get round again. They do, yeah, yeah, exactly. As um, they warm up and they start, as to they work. warm up and yeah, it'll t- it, right? it takes a little while at times, but um, yeah, it eventually comes back. Yeah, people don't realize that tires actually have to work. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's juices and oils and stuff that, that come out of it, and yep. the rubber starts to get, like you say, supple again. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And just from the fact of, you know, all that pressure on one side of the tire for that period of time, it yeah. just ends up kind of molding. It's Everything's got memory, right? So it, it kind of molds to that. Is he more likely to have uh, tire failure if it's sitting for three years? Uh, uh, not necessarily, no. no? And it could, as long as, if it was stored inside, he'd probably have, you know, virtually no issues. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. So. Yes, but, you know, when it was parked, his tires weren't blooming. Definitely not. No. Not going there. Because I don't understand it. <laughs> You're Just thinking of blooming away. onion. We're not talking about, we're talking about blooming tires. You know what I found not out? blooming onion. There onions. is no Outback restaurant in Australia? No. Really? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. When we come back, we're back on the phones. And I want to talk to Darren about autonomous vehicles and tires for electric cars. Important stuff. Yes, right back. Definitely. 
Alrighty, welcome back. Uh, we've got a question for Tires, and uh, Ed from Scarborough's on the line, and he has a question for Darren. Ed, good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good for young kids. Yeah. Alrighty. You know what I say? Any day you wake up is a great day. Yeah, right side of the ground. Sure. <laughs> uh, I got 2016 Kia, and I have uh, snow tires every uh, uh, you know uh, winter. Uh, the second year, I'll uh, be taking them off. Yeah. Uh, I got 28,000. And uh, what happened when they were putting my snows off, they noticed I had a bulge in my front right tire, I guess where I hit a curb where somebody, you know, cut in front of me. That's so very honorable of you to actually admit that. Yeah. Most men will not admit to that. It doesn't happen when the but wife somebody cut the him off, though. <laughs> well, the curb jumped out in front of me, actually. There you go. Ed did say he was cut off, though. <laughs> but anyways, my question, uh, they, uh, I said, so when I, uh, you put them on uh, uh, my regular tires on the spring, they replace it, but should I replace both front tires? Uh, oh, great question. Yeah, no, great question. Um, depending on how much meat is left on the tire, you want to check your tread depths. You don't want a big variance from side to side, so it might be advantageous to do that. But yeah. you said I, I you got I about... I only got about 14,000 because yeah, uh, half, be I got 28 now, and half of them are winter, half are snow. So Well, part of the trick yeah, is to match fine. the tire. You see, and that can be difficult because uh, a lot of the tire companies, every two or three years, they change up the design. Correct. So, um, you know, you're going to have to call a dealer and find out if you can get the same tire. Now, if you can get the same tire, as Darren said, yeah, by all means, go ahead and swap it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you don't, and by the sounds of it, you probably won't have to do both because you probably don't have much wear on it. So okay. can he have an odd tire in the back? You put the odd tire in the back and move the the semis one in the front. You t- yeah, tip. It's not too much of an issue with if you're staying winter to winter. Mm. Um, if you start mixing all seasons and winters, definitely you want to start placing them based on whether it's front wheel drive or rear wheel drive. Yeah, well, um, I got this from the dealer. I'm having the dealer put the tires on. Yeah, you'll so. be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine for sure. But definitely get that separated tire off. I've, I've got the same issue with my tire this year. A curb jumped out at me, so. <laughs> you know, though, the c- you can actually sue the city, but the chances of you winning are sue. very poor. Yeah, yeah. good oh. luck. <laughs> yeah, they have a policy for that. and um, They say, just say no. Well, no. <laughs> exactly. They even say on the site they don't pay very much. No, no. Or very often. No. Yeah, no. unless it's Hamilton or something. But in Toronto, <laughs> I think you're out of luck. You are. Yeah. Okay, I thank you very much for your information. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks, Ed. Um, we, I have an article here written by a Mr. D. Bossens oh boy. at the Tire News. Mm-hmm. You're talking about tires for electric cars being taller and narrower. Correct. Uh, what's that all about? Um, basically rolling resistance, right? Ah. A- and uh, also for uh, for quiet, like for quietness, obviously, because there's no engine noise with an electric car, so you're going to be, people are going to be more susceptible to hearing those noises, etc. So, oh, you you're know. talking about an autonomous car necessarily? Uh, not necessarily autonomous, but more electric, um, mm-hmm. which... You know, once autonomous cars are in full bloom, it's uh, we're going to end up with most of those cars being electric, I think, at that point. I guess at the same time, because autonomous driving, you know, autonomous cars will drive within the speed limits. Correct. You won't necessarily need a big aggressive tire no. that's going to hold a corner when you're going twice the legal limit. No, unfortunately. So it'll be then it'll be mostly a case of, you know, uh, like you said, getting better fuel mileage. Yes. And acquired a ride. Yep. And what about traction? Like in the winter, like you'll have taller, narrower snow tires? Yeah, they'll have those as well. Well, that's so. the way we go anyways. Yes, that's true. In a lot of cases, t- you t- want to go with a narrower Yeah, typically, tire. like if you're, get, if you're in an area where there's lots of snow, you want to go taller and maybe narrower. Uh, here in the city, we don't deal with so much snow. It's more ice and, you know, like... And cold roads. Cold roads, yeah. et cetera. So you're fine to go with a, a wider footprint on, on 
in this type of area, but if you're way up north, you might want to go with... Yeah, but I know like right. guys that drive Mustangs, and they got these big, wide tires. Yes. They can't even get up the driveway no, when it starts to no, snow. No, definitely not. They're yeah, gone, yeah. Pretty much. And, and most of them probably don't have their winters on. No, 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 that's what yeah, I'm saying. If you have winters on, you have no problem, but with uh, without them, you're, you're not going anywhere. Interesting. All righty, let's go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to... Um, Gentleman Robert, who's got an oil light on his Camry. Robert, it, good morning. Yes, good morning. Uh, before I go on, I'd just like to thank you for your uh, your humor every Saturday <laughs> morning. It uh, goes a long way throughout the day. It's really... It's because the wife's not here. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are confused every time. You know, we're laughing, and you guys are just, just rolling off great laughs. It's really appreciated. Thank you. Okay. Um, 06 Camry, 275K. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oil engine light just came on, and the heart sunk in my chest. And right. I'm wondering, is that reflective of the level of oil? Because it's been maintained quite well over the years. Okay. Is it the level? Because there's about uh, just over half on the dipstick. Or is it the pressure uh, oil pressure, that's the reason why it's showing that. All right, so you've pulled the dipstick out, and, and it just shows that you're down, what, a half a liter or something? Uh, it's about half. Half, half on the, the stick. Like the whole length of the the measurement read, it's about half. Okay, so, so that's down half a liter. If there's two notches, then it sounds like you're down a, a half a liter. Um, two things. It, it either could be, the worst case, of course, would be an oil pressure thing because there's a bearing gone or something wrong, or the oil pump or something. Um, or it could just be that the oil pressure switch itself is, is, is malfunctioning, which is what we see pretty often. Um, so when your car is running, if you rev it up, does the light go out? Uh, no. When it starts cold, it doesn't show. After a while, it does show. Mm-hmm. And it periodically blinks on and off, but the engine's running fine. And there's no sounds? There's, well... Uh, other than like a, a muffler may be going or something. But. All right. The easiest way, of course, is because an oil pressure switch is not very expensive. Um, you can just have your mechanic change the oil pressure switch. Um, if you want to be spend a little bit more time and money, what they'll actually do is put an oil pressure gauge, a manual gauge on mm-hmm. there, and read what those uh, what the readings are. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, this pressure switch is so cheap. I normally I would just put it on and take it for a ride and see what happens. Yeah, it's like fourteen to twenty dollars depending exactly, on where you're exactly. buying it. It's quite inexpensive, right. and it's not hard to put in. It's just a seventeen millimeter. Uh, now, should I not drive the vehicle? Uh, well, I would put the switch in first to see if it winks out. Pardon me. I I, I think it, like you've you've already gone ahead and checked the pressure. Um, so I think I would be comfortable driving it to the gas station or yeah. to the repair shop. Yeah, unless you want to do it yourself. Okay, very Alrighty. good. Appreciate All right. it. Thank you. Good yeah. stuff. All righty. And that motor, by the way, is bulletproof. I mean, uh, 06 Camry will end. Well, as long as you keep oil in it. Yeah. We'll run <laughs> actually, we had a case That's where she deep. actually blew the filter off, got plugged somehow, the pressure switch. Really? Blew the filter off, and she drove it in. We filled it with oil, fixed everything, and Bob's your uncle. Right. It's not away. normally something we would suggest, however. Well, <laughs> no, there you go. No. All right, we come back. We're going to talk about tirematics. What's that? You, your tire talks to somebody in the cloud. Really? Yeah, it says hi. Anyways... This is what right you back. want. Dave's Corner Garage coming to you live and clear. I think you're just making Not this stuff up. Not intelligently, but seriously, just, I, I think you're just making this I've stuff up as we go. What are you talking about? You wrote it. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All righty. We're going to talk to Dave, who's from Toronto, and Dave has an issue with his uh, fan. He's a fan. Dave is a big fan of our show. Yes, I knew that, but it wasn't working. Dave, how are you? <laughs> Good. What's going on? I took my car in to get detailed. Yes. 
And then when I picked it up, the guy said, now your fan blower and, and the air conditioning and the heating don't work. Oh, God. And it worked before you went in? Yeah. Hmm. You checked the fuses? Yep. All right. What's happened here is that uh, when the guy was vacuuming your carpets underneath, he may have actually knocked off by chance the plug that goes on to either the fan motor yeah. or the resistor pack, which is right underneath where the passenger's feet are. So okay. th that'd be the easiest thing to do. Is uh, what, what, what I would do is if you've got a flashlight and you're able to, is just get a, look underneath the floor, you know, underneath the dash on the passenger side. You may yep. see that there's a plug or something that's come loose by accident, and it's just a case of plugging it back in. Because you have, you have no speeds at all on the fan, correct? Nothing. All right, so again, either the plug has come off the resistor, and you're going to see exactly where to put it. You don't have to be technically minded. Or um, otherwise, uh, again, the, the motor, because that's, that's where the fan motor is generally, or else How the old is wires this car? come off. It's an, a, a Nissan Sentra SER 2008. Yeah, it's too early for the fan motor to actually uh, burn out. You'd think it would keep running, yeah. SCR is a good car. It's got high performance. Uh, and, it, and it just happened after I got it detailed. Yeah. yeah. You know, the other thing I might do is, is maybe just tap the, the underneath where the heater is. It may just be stuck, you know, because there's a lot of moisture inside that thing when you're uh, vacuuming and cleaning it. So may, maybe the motor just is stuck. And then uh, if you tap it, it it's uh, take the knockometer and whack the heater motor. The knockometer? <laughs> <laughs> and whack the heater motor and see if that doesn't come back. Okay, guys. All right, but see if that, that works. Uh, if not, I would go back to those guys and say, hey, what happened? You know, like uh, it was working before I came in. Or, Dave, if you want to come by my shop on Monday, I'll be happy to have a quick look at it for no charge. Alan has a whole drawer of knockometers. <laughs> okay. Thank Thanks, Dave. It. Have a great weekend. You're welcome. Welcome. Listen, uh, we know today's cars are not just no maintenance, they're low maintenance. Mm -hmm. yes. So the most uh, in, in order of the jobs that shops are doing now, yes. oil and filter change, wiper blade replacement, air filters, scheduled maintenance, new tires, number yes. five. Yep. Number I'm five most... on the hit list is new tires. Battery replacement, brake work, antifreeze added, engine tune-up, and wheels and alignment. Well, you see, brakes and tires are the two items that really the driver does affect. Yes. Okay. Yes. And by how they drive, how often they drive, how little they drive, you know. So, so those are two things. I remember years ago, a lady who took perfectly good care of her car. Um, it was old, but you'd never know. It looked like showroom. And then all of a sudden, within a short period of time, the car is totally beat up. And she's complaining because my tire's worn out and my brakes are worn out. I said, lady, who's driving this car? Kids. And she's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kids, There's yeah. the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you notice they, that it's not motor rate work and it's not transmission work no. and there's no clutch replacements and Exhaust, there's no transmission. you don't really do right. anymore. So, I mean, they've, they've sort of, because of computers, they've got that stuff working properly. Right. And you get three, 400,000 kilometers out of these things. It's crazy. But those are the wear items that people are actually spending. Right, like that fella called in with the Camry with 250Ks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've seen them go at least 100 more than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, easily. But you do have to maintain it. You, like, you do have to check your tire pressures. You have to look for cuts. How many guys do that, check your tire pressures? You have to look pressures. for alignments. None. Uh, very, like even in the truck where it's more imperative, they it's, yeah, it's not something. The trucks have the, uh, the light, though, tire pressure lights? Uh, most. 
some do, but most don't. But uh, there's, you know, to so do they, have, pr- they haven't. Well, some guys will do a hammer check. They'll walk around with a hammer. And, yeah, they bang and, it. Yeah, oh, the knockometer. Yeah, the, knock-o-meter, the, the, yeah. another knockometer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the proper way to do it is uh, pressure. They also have uh, flow through pressure valves. Mm-hmm. They're called uh, allegaro caps. Okay. So it's actually a, a cap, but actually has a flow through it. So you can actually do, you don't take the cap off. You just hit oh, that you just hit you the, the pressure. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not not not. I don't suggest doing it in the winter because they can get. You know, stuck. frozen up and stuck, but right. um, yeah, definitely. In and the by summer, the way, by if you've means. got a, a green cap on your car, that means you have a green cap, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not a black one. <laughs> you have nitrogen, nitrogen in your tires. Yes. Well, there's a good chance you have nitrogen in your tires. There's no guarantee. Well, I don't know. There's no way to test it. Does it taste funny? Uh, no. Does it look different? But it no. doesn't rust your car from inside out. Your we tires, come, anyways. When we come yes. back, we're going to talk to Alan, who's talking about uh, wow. a $100 charge to check his engine light. And we're going to tell you why. Isn't that funny? Because we had a Dave before, and now we got an Alan coming up? Yeah. Something's going on here. It's psychic. I'm talking to myself. You better buy a, like a lottery ticket. Are you guys calling in? <laughs> Dave's Car in the Garage. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and I got a note here from somebody that says, I changed my car horn to sound like a gunshot. People move out of the way a lot faster. Oh, great idea. <laughs> wow. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, we're going to head up to Newmarket because I got a fellow named Alan, like mine, yes. um, who's got a question about his car bill. The bill you got? Is that the beef? Well, I. Uh I had my check engine light come on. Yes. And uh, I called up the repair shop. They said, I'll bring it on in. Yeah. And when I got there, they said, oh, we're, you know, it's going to be $100 just to uh, see what the codes are in the check engine light. Right. Which seemed kind of excessive. So I asked the, uh, the advisor, sort of, how do you justify that kind of charge? And she was saying, oh, well, you know, well, the mechanic's got to put your car on the lift and got to hook it up and then that'll take these readings and then interpret it. And I said, yeah. So after the first five minutes, what else is he going to do? Um, but is that normal? Well, you see, there's, there's actually two different processes that have happened here. Because you, when you're talking about just reading a code number, you, you could go to you know the tire store and buy a code reader for $35 and plug it in yourself, okay? You don't have to be a tech to know how to do that. Um, you can find the plug, and then, and the scan tool even tell you where the plug is if you're not sure. That's right. Um, but the what I, I think really what the charge they're talking about here is for the diagnostic time, okay, or the the time to figure out exactly what's wrong with the car. Um, because just because you've got a check engine light, sure you can look in the book and it'll say EGR, for example, or like the last one did, or you can get an O2 sensor code. Now you know what you need to do now is is to look in that area to see what's not functioning. Um, because it could have happened, for example, where you went through a snowbank and all of a sudden the plug came out of the oxygen sensor, um, and, and that's why the computer sees it as an issue and it's flagging it. But you're not going to just want to change the part for no particular reason because then you're spending a lot of money. So it, it's more for the, the, uh, the diagnostician to actually figure out what's wrong with the car rather than just to pull a code number. Because as I said earlier, you can buy a cheap code reader at, at, you know, at the tire store. Already? Okay, no, appreciate that. Thank okay, you very much. you're very okay. welcome. And, you know, we should add that the equipment is <coughs> extremely expensive. The reader, uh, like a proper Solus, is what, five grand? Well, again, that, that's to put the, the computer into a yeah. mode where you can actually w- look at live data. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the updates every year, we spend $1,200 for or more now, I imagine, for updating the data. And we were talking about this during the break. 
when they do a tune-up on your car, maybe they should be reflashing the computer at the same time because there are updates out there. Like well, this is where else. we get calls periodically on the show where someone says, well, my neighbor had a code reader and it said the oxygen sensor was bad, so I changed it. And then, and then the light came back on. So I went back and I gave him another one. Yeah, <laughs> you go, ends. hang on, did you fix the exhaust leak? Well, what exhaust leak? You know that noise that you hear in the morning when you start the car up? <laughs> well, because this is where you've got to have experience yeah. and you have to do the diagnostics. Exactly. BMW has, has done what's called vehicle subscription pilot in what's Tennessee. That? You will go in there and you lease a car. Like Darren loves BMW, so yes. you lease a BMW. And you want to use another car next week or next month, you just swap cars. The car comes with insurance. It comes whatever car you want to select. Yep. And you basically don't own it. You've just been using a car. But it's expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it, uh, from what I've heard anyways, I've heard about the Porsche model. It's it's not cheap. They have two different levels. But, yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know what the BMW uh, is going to cost you. Cadillac has it as well, apparently. Yeah, Cadillac has it, yeah. Um, it sounds, it sounds like a rental. Yeah, they're like fifteen hundred. Yeah. Well, leasing a car is a rental. Yeah, exactly. Right. So today we need a, an SUV. So we're gonna drive an SUV this month. Next month we want to drive a yeah. right an XTS or something because we have a wedding. Convenience, right? Yeah, Fixed and cost also and convenience. The other reality is, is people don't want to own cars anymore. The next no, generation, millennials don't want cars. Yeah, no. they don't want cars. They just want the transportation. Yes. So we need a car to go from A to B or C to D and blah blah blah. Well, sure. Why wouldn't you want a, just a you know a beater car or something that's going to give you good fuel economy to drive to work every day? Well, you, and, and but but then, then on again the on the weekend, exactly. Yeah. But downtown Toronto, you got to go to the. We're going to the theater. We go by Uber. We, yeah, the guy comes in it. a van, takes three couples. We go down, yep. step out at the theater, come home. You know, like go for dinner, call Uber, takes us home. It's too easy. And you like? Yeah, the, it's good. The biggest part of that was you didn't have to tip them. That's what you really liked, eh? Well, I liked it was thirty bucks, <laughs> <laughs> and, and no I, tip. And I charged my friends fifteen each. <laughs> oh, so you're making money on this? Ah, no wonder you like. Well, it. this is a capitalistic society. Right? <laughs> that's why you're getting rid of all your cars. I know. I know what's going on here. So that's good stuff. So we're gonna. Um, what's new in the tire business? That we should do. You've already bought your summer tires, right? With, You've I've already, already booked your summer tires. Yeah, well, no, we're we're doing winter bookings right now. You're yeah, we're just six uh, months ahead at least. Yeah, yeah. So wow, being a wholesale distributor, right? We're that much further back from retail, but yeah, it's uh, we're putting out our winter bookings right now. now how, you got to hear this. How many square feet is your warehouse? Just about four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand, and it's yeah. jammed to the rafters because I've been there. It's jammed. Yes, <laughs> yes. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand square. Yeah. It gets a whole mile. <laughs> Sounds like the whole area of Mississauga. Or yeah. <laughs> not quite. Well, not quite. Southern Vaughn. Okay. <laughs> Southern Vaughn. Yeah. No, and it's uh, it's full. It's definitely. It really full. is, right? Yeah. 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 Right, and you buy. I see the trucks pulling up, and then it just it's just so much all activity. day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Incoming, uh, outbound. Um, I love the smell of, of a new tire. It's really... Do you? <laughs> wow. You should something. come hang out more often. Then, uh, it's, I, I don't really like it anymore. I'm, uh, no. No, I, you know, we have them by, right, right by our front door at the shop. Yeah. And I'm amazed how people walk in and go, ooh, what's that smell? Oh, okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people really don't like it. Tires. <laughs> yeah, it smells funny. Anything special coming up in tires that we should know? Like, is there, are they going wider, thinner? Uh, no. Well, like I said, just uh, more electric cars as you're going to see wider yeah. and taller. There'll, there'll be some changes. Uh you know, non-pneumatic tires in in the industrial and commercial side. Right, no air in the tires. Yeah, no air. Uh, wow, we're going back to the yes, 20s. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. Yeah. And the telematics, that's going to happen? That's going to happen. Yeah, it's already happening now and off the road and, wow. and truck-type tires. Sailing Tires is sailantire.ca. Correct. 
Alan Gelman is... GlennAllenMotors.com if you want to make or an appointment. Or 416-568-1172. That's his cell phone. Whoa. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> okay, don't call me. We'll call you. <laughs> Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Uh, and I'll be over my cold by then, so my voice will sound very sexy. Let's go oh, find boy. some Easter eggs. How's that? <laughs> Let's do it. All righty. Uh, that's about it. We'll see you here next week. Steve, Drive safe, Steve everyone. Will be back. The audience will return next week. He's From in, Jamaica, Mom. He's on yes, Jamaica. Yes. All right. See you next week, everybody. Drive safe. Bye-bye. 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 Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trail. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.